doing? It's Colin Armstrong from the Jersey uh, Weekly Podcast here. Uh, rather pissed off that my holiday's been broken up. Uh-huh. Winter break's yes. been broken up, uh, obviously, yesterday with the news <laughs> that uh, Gio's been sacked. So me and Eck are hooked up with the Ibrox, actually. We're just outside Ibrox, a very gloomy Ibrox for more than one reason. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he's gone. Uh, I know. Eck, so, I mean, I don't know how you're feeling, I mean, personally. I mean, I was, I, I, I defended him for quite a while. I always felt he would have got to the, the, the World Cup break, relatively in contact with them. Yeah. I think Aye. St Johnson. I mean, the, the, the draw against Levy here was a start. I think the St Johnson game and the, the, the St Murren game have done him. I think. I know. I think it's an incredible thing when you think about it. He's actually he's only dropped points in three home games. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in, the, in the exact year he's yeah. been here, um, it's the away form, obviously, which is uh, particularly done for Gio. And I, it feels like we've done a whole lot of pods uh, standing out here in the past six months to a year, Colin, where we've had to, we've had to go a wee bit extra to defend Gio for looking mm-hmm. for reasons to, to think that he shouldn't go, as opposed to, you know, just having a lot of concrete stuff. As I, I, I keep saying, we're standing here, we, 5th of May um, this year, we stood outside here after pretty much the best night of my life uh, yeah. as a Rangers supporter. Yeah, it was, it was a great night. It was the best game ever. And, uh, I think Colin Steenwalt passes me. Colin Steenwalt. <laughs> if we didn't did know it was a special night, <laughs> then we, we certainly Two middle aged guys like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's Colin <laughs> Steenwalt. Like a teenage lassies. <laughs> superhero. Um, but aye, it was, it was a magical night. I, I still find it really hard to process the fact that that and getting us into the, the Champions League is still not enough to save a, ma- a Rangers manager. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite it's it's quite a, a strange situation. I'm a wee bit numb, um, but I think you and I were saying those last three domestic games. Like after 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 the, the Ajax game, the last of the Champions League matches, um, a horrific group stage. We thought we're not going to judge him until these last three domestic matches before the World Cup break, yeah. and he's managed to win one of them. One of them. But he had to win all three. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was inevitable, really. Yeah, I mean. I, 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 I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter, folks saying, I'm glad that he's gone, get him to fuck, all that kind of stuff. But I'm also seeing a lot of folks saying that they feel it's slightly harsh. I think, considering the injury situation, it is slightly harsh. Aye. But I also think... I also, me, I think I'm going to start defending him again. Yeah, I know you can still make a case. I, think, I also you know. feel like... I also think, if the, once the players were back, I'm not convinced that uh, results and performances were, were going to improve. I, I just... See, when I think back, we, we spoke about this a few times early on in the year, eh, about a disconnect between the squad and the management team and all that kind of thing. And obviously Seville kind of dismisses that and, yeah. you know, you, you go on and you have a, you know, a great European run and you think everyone's fine and you kind of think, well, domestically, he gets his own players in in the summer, eh, you know, he has a chance to have a full pre-season, which he never got last year, obviously, and we'll see... A better, a better yes. team this year, and yes. it's, it's actually went the other way. However, I, I, I'm, again, I'm going to slightly stick up for Gio here. I genuinely believe that, that there are other people to blame in this, and, mm-hmm. I, and mm-hmm. I, I was reading that thing in Athletic yesterday actually about there had been a bit of an incident in Portugal. The John Campbell piece, yeah. excellent, excellent piece. Senior players, you know, putting yeah. their eyes all, drinking too much. Gio's pulled them up. I feel in that, that there was. You know the sort of reaction to the senior players. You know they were speaking to Gio in a way that they wouldn't have spoken to Stephen Gerrard, all uh, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And I do get the feeling that that some the, the the group, particularly some of the senior players, never really bought into what he was trying to do. Uh, and then I think some of them should be having a wee look at themselves. If I'm being honest. Well, as I say, I can still make a case for Gio. But I still kind of find myself fighting um, the odds to make a case for him staying because he is gone. That's it. 
But I think it was the body language of Gio himself um, last Saturday when his, his post-match press conferences. He looked like yeah, he wanted out. He looked like he, looked like he was, you know, um, kind of wanting his contract uh, curtailed. I, I feel as if the, the, the Jordan Campbell piece that then uh, gives you a few clues. Uh, it kind of plays into this idea that well, the run to a European final was just new manager bounce. Yeah. You know, the, the greatest new manager bounce of all time, and maybe there was a tension between um, Gerard and Beal's system. You know, and uh, you know, Gio's system, what he eventually wanted, to, the team, how he eventually wanted to be playing, and the, the kind of energy you get for two systems rubbing together is what's propelled us yeah. you know, to a European final. Um, because a big aspect of that end of the season was the kind of epic nature of it. You know, going quarter final, went to extra time against Braga. You know, a few days later, we're playing Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi final, yeah. go down late on. We take it to extra time and win it. Same thing, Seville itself going to extra time with penalties, and then we beat Hearts. Just got, so the team seemed totally energised. They seemed really, you're thinking the training was fantastic, but what's starting to emerge now, we've been talking all, all season, all this season, like the players look lethargic. Has it just yeah. been that, you know, I think Jordan Campbell was talking about there was a suspicion, or it was actually stated by players that it was ball training? It was football fitness no on, on the ball, yeah. no enough intensity. He likes a Scott Arfield saying he wants to be running in the ground, yeah. you know, kind of Jock Wallace style. You know, um, he wants to he wants to really have to uh, be broken basically by his yeah. manager when it comes to pre-season. So he knows he's got it in him for the whole season. And you're starting to think, is that actually what happened? Had Gerard and Beal, they had the fitness, you know, absolutely perfect. But then the kind of drop in the training intensity at the end of last season let them go that bit further uh-huh. in Europe and in the Scottish Cup whatever and then with, with Gio's fitness only in their, in their legs or no in their legs this pre-season that's why yeah, it's not enough. I'm, I'm going into reverse to me. I'm now starting to look for reasons to justify Gio being sagged and I just I, hope I, I hope that the board's done it because they're hearing this kind of stuff and they've seen this kind of stuff yeah. it's not just a case of 6th of December AGM we better do something else we're going to get a hard time yeah I, I mean I do, I, I do think there is a justification for being where we are I, as, as I stated earlier I do think it's slightly harsh but there is enough evidence, in my opinion, to say, well, serious questions need to be asked. I, for a while there, I genuinely felt they were giving them until the Celtic game in December. Yep. And then, if they were still in touch with them, and then he got a result here at Ibrox, yep. then I, I think, if he hadn't got a result here at Ibrox against them in December, then I think we might be back to this position that we're in at the moment. Aye. But it is, I mean, it's a shame, you know, because obviously he was, he was a great player for us. Uh, you know, he's given us that great run in... in the Europa League last year. I mean, as you pointed out, that night against uh, Leipzig, I, I mean, it's a good, the greatest night I've had at Ibrox, and I've been coming to Ibrox since 1981, 82, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, best best night of my life in 40 Aye. years of coming to Ibrox. Absolutely. Uh, and so, it's sad, but, you know, I suppose we've got to kind of look forward mm-hmm. and, and move forward. You know, we've seen all the names. Uh, I, I got a tip off today uh, that it's definitely Beal. Yeah. Whether that's yeah. true or not, I don't know. It seems uh, to be the favourite just now. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I went, I went, when I got the tip off on, and I looked at the odds, and it wasn't worth it. So, certainly <laughs> <laughs> so go for a tenner anyway. Inside so. trading, that's not happening. <laughs> I think I was getting about two quid or something back. It's not worth it. Worth it's not worth it. Wasn't worth it. But uh, I mean, before we talk about potential replacements and if it is Beal and stuff like that, do you have faith in the board? You know, because I, I was kind of looking at record in terms of appointments and outside of Gerard and even then you know you still get folk going on about oh one and nine all that shite yeah. which I think ignores the context of the situation that context Gerard, is all yeah Aye. of course it is yep. you know Gerard came into an absolute shell of a club he had to build it up from scratch the infrastructure the whole thing uh, so I, I think the people that give it the one and nine pish are talking just that pish uh, but 
you know, other than Gerard, you would have to say they've not had a great record at making appointments when it comes to the manager. Aye, and uh, you're one in nine thinking of discounts getting to a European final, which is you know, absolutely Aye. phenomenal yeah. achievement getting into the Champions League for a club who's been their holding company liquidated just ten years ago. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing that, that can happen in situations like this when the results only happening on the part when the team's just no playing is you think it's like a, like a depression. You know, everything's rubbish. What's yeah. the point of anything? Everybody's rang. You know, Ross Wilson's rang. The board's rang. You know, the players are rang. But uh, I think there's definitely uh, cases to be answered when it comes to uh, a few of the players um, kind of down in chills. And also, uh, as you say, the board. I think you have to get this one right. You're, you're right. It's going to be a kind of yeah. last chance, I think, for, for uh, Ross Wilson. Um, but I also think that rebuilding thing you're talking about, I know we'll keep going on about 2012, and I know it really annoys folk, you know. But it's not a case of I'm just citing 2012 for some sort of kind of historical reference. It's something that's ongoing just now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I keep trying to think of new kind of analogies, metaphors, and all that to get the point across. But it's a bit like I think if you've you've slept in, your alarm hasn't gone off. You know, and you've slept in, and you you spend the rest of your day trying to catch up yourself. Yeah. And every new, you get to the point, and maybe like getting to a European final is because you've had that wee bit of extra rest because you've you've slept in too long. But you're constantly trying to catch up yourself. And you're getting to you're getting at your work, you know, in the nick of time, and then you're you're getting stuff done, but it's annoying, and there's always wee problems you wouldn't normally get. And I feel as if that's what's happened with us in the last ten years. And there's been this thing that we had, you know, Super Ali was there for like, you know, best part of four years, you know, best part of three years after uh, 2012. Right. That got us into the championship, and then he had to go, and there's a lot of shenanigans, you know, McCall and that coming in to get us, you know. And, and the playoffs and that didn't work so we get Warburton in and it's a rebuild yeah. and then Warburton gets found out pretty quickly in the top flight, top flight yeah. another rebuild you know and I think the Gerrard rebuild um, was about getting us that league title and it was magnificent and it got us to that point it was a great achievement but I think the idea that we're then going to go on and retain that title and go on some sort of run it, it, we're kind of kidding ourselves after that length of time out I mean we came damn close we're only yeah. four points off it last season Oh, and Gerard himself was part of getting chucking it last season as well. He had a really bad start to the season. But I think we have to look at maybe a clear out of certain players, etc. Because it's just it's just something that needs to be done. We've just I, I think we need to rebuild again. I keep look I keep thinking um, about the Celtic team of '98 who stopped us winning like a legitimate ten in a row. Yeah. And everybody's like, right, here we go. But then we won the treble the following season. Then we won the league again the season after that. You know, it took a while before Celtic actually go back to a period of kind of dominance, dominance. you know, where they were kind of winning more titles than us. And I think it's the other way about now. You know, I think we've had one, we've stopped Celtic winning their 10, and we're still back in a week in a rebuilding mode. And this is a major, major appointment, you know. In terms of the, who it's going to be, uh, you know, it does look like Beale's the, the, the favourite. Well, he is a favourite at the bookies. You know, as I said, someone got in touch with me today on Twitter saying that they're, they're 100% confident that it's that it's him claiming to have some inside info. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's 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 what I was told today. Uh, but some of the other names, uh, you know, Sean Dyche is obviously one of the names. Mm-hmm. Getting, but I must admit, when I was having a look at the list today, Duncan Ferguson. I thought, you know <laughs> what? The punk. That would be. If nothing else, it'd be a fucking riot, wouldn't it? It'd be an absolute riot. You know, I mean, I would love to see him. Aye. Sort of headbutt engine <laughs> into the Broomland Road stand. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's brilliant. Send him out for the bad pressers. Oh, the ones that nobody wants to do. Dunk will go there and get that. Imagine the press conference after a bad result. Nobody would, nobody would ask a thing. Square goes You're right, Duncan. You're right. Yeah. Uh, You're unlucky. Aye, aye. You're really unlucky, Duncan. No, I mean, just be brilliant. I know, and and I'm, I'm kind of half joking there. I mean, you know, it's time at ever, mate. One thing you couldn't deny about Ferguson was his enthusiasm. He obviously wants to aye. be a manager. Yeah. 
Uh, it looks to me like just because he's reputation or whatever, I don't, I, I don't know if he's ever really going to get that chance. But I did look at it and think, you know, he never really quite cut it here as a player. He never really got the opportunity. You know, this is maybe where his salvation comes in because I've got a lot of time for big he's, he's some man, some man. And um, but I think I think that um, kind of speaks to what a lot of Rangers fans are feeling, having watched the team, having watched the players underperforming on the park. A lot is went to get them to the throat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's also why the, the Sean Dyche. Uh, recommended that, that's like he's sitting there on Monday night football kind of yeah. advertising his cell you know the biggest kind of turkey in the show he's looking delicious you know he's weak kind of um, he's weak kind of military you know shaved head and all that he's kind of sergeant major he's got total drill sergeant demeanour and I think we're looking at Sean Dice thinking he would go in there and get a right rocket of him he would get him yeah. sorted and that's a, that's a kind of a disservice to Sean Dice because I think he's a good manager by the way he does, he does have this kind of Brexit manager you know in Burnley and all that kind of stuff he's, he's got, I think he would do a job exactly like he's got that he's got that um, kind of I think he said it himself that time he was on Monday Night Football recently where he was basically kind of putting his CV out to the, to yeah, the country yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just said you know people think I'm just a long ball yeah. guy I'll tell you we saw, we saw Sean Dyche bringing he was a pal of Mark Warburton's and he brought Burnley here two pre-seasons in the trot for friendlies um, and he, the first one he beat is one nothing we were just too busy gushing over how good Warburton's team looked yeah, you yeah, know yeah. To compared to what we do but the second one We've had a record doing this season in the Champions League, but at half time in that game, I thought we were going to get a record doing. Yeah. You know, they were three nothing up going on ten. You know, they played us off the park. You know, different level, different money in that. You yeah. know, but I think uh, to get out of the Championship, which is I think at one point it was the second richest league in Europe. You know, uh, to get out of the Championship a couple of times to win it. You know, and to get Burnley up to kind of uh, was it ninth place, seventh place? Yeah, I mean, they were a sort of confirmed Premiership team for a while. You don't do that. Established. Aye, you don't do that. And I think also it's quite. It's quite internecine, nice doesn't it? You've got another kind of Preston, Blackburn, you know, Atkinson, yeah. Stanley on there, Blackpool. They all hate each other in that wee kind of area down there. So you'll be used to that as well as the goldfish bowl thing of the whole world watching you all the time. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be it'd be up to it. And I think that's a that's one big thing. That's the only thing that bothers me about Michael Beale. Um, I think you need a manager who knows how hard it is here and doesn't ignore that. Actually wants it. He actually thinks yeah. that's I, I want a bit of that, yeah. like, like Gerard did. Yeah. You know, and uh, I would also wouldn't want Gerard as a manager on his own because you need the Michael Beale know-how yeah. these days. You, def- yeah. you definitely need a tactical guru. That's why the Knutson, you know, the uh, the, oh, Bodo, the Bodo the Bodo manager for older viewers, guys my age, you know, he's a bit of a kind of Norwegian Jim McLean, if you like. I don't know if he's, he's just made his career in Norway and he's total control of that club, won the first ever title second title Dave Bellingham they're still in the, the conference league again this season but uh, I don't know if he could handle the size yeah, you know, the size everything that's required here and the instant hate you get for your own fans if you don't win every <laughs> game by three or four goals I have, you know I have, I mean? I have noticed everyone, everyone that was on Twitter you know demanding that Gio get sacked is now bemoaning the fact that Michael Beale's the favourite for the job but anyway ah. one downside uh, Sean Dyche uh, I think the voice <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with that every you Friday. Can tell him. Or... You can tell me. Your... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Fozzie Bear. Anyway, uh, on to Michael Beale. Uh, I listened to a podcast last week. There, David Ren suggested to me it was the what's his name is it Daryl Curry, the yes. Curry Club. Aye, he aye. was interviewing Michael Beale, and it's a really good listen. If you get the chance, give it a, give it a listen. You know, Michael Beale's on it. And one thing I will say, I mean, he sounds like a guy that's you'd really want to work for and want to play for uh-huh. uh, he's got so much love for this club and, and that comes over in the way he talks and the area because like, his, his daughter was born up here and oh, all right, that kind of stuff uh, and he you know you kind of get the impression like what you were saying there 
he wants it. I, I think he's yeah. desperate for that. Yeah, and that's the other thing is he, he wanting it and straight away thinking about it. Has he got the ability to handle it? You know, he's obviously a football psycho. You know, he's, yeah. he loves his, he, he, he loves the, the the methodology. He loves it in the, the training. He loves all the kind of he, he knows the game inside out tactically. Yeah. You know, and some of the football we played under Gerard, you know, was absolutely magnificent. I think I've, I've seen it. It's no coincidence that today it's all over Twitter um, links to videos of the goal we scored against Galatasaray, where we basically yeah. worked it for the goalie. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. player involved. Yeah. Um, in that Europa League playoff game, but I think is that when if one fullback was crossing it to the other fullback and all that yeah. stuff? How many goals did we get that season for that? I know, anyway. fantastic. And I, I just think that's what he absolutely knows what he's doing technically. I just worry. I just worry about the, the kind of personality-wise. You know, having to front up, having to be the front man. I will be paying a lot of attention to him at Queens Park Rangers, um, but obviously he was. He had a, a good run, had him up to half the table and what have you. He's now 10 points off the top of the table. Can I just, yeah. just outside of goal difference for the playoff places? I think they've picked up one point for the last five games. You know, So it's taken a bit of a downturn for him. Um, but plenty of managers. I, mean, I think Walter Smith, you know, when he came back for his second spell, you know, had a tough time at Everton for various reasons or yeah, something yeah. like that. It wasn't like every manager we get has to be you know, doing absolutely perfectly. And it might be this is the perfect fit again for Michael Beale. And I think he'd certainly get a great welcome just taking a straw yeah. poll on Twitter and what have you. Get us a bit, get us a bit of momentum. But um, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. But he'd need to, I think he'd need to bring somebody with him. Yeah, yeah, that's who he, that's who he brings with him. Aye. I think that's that's a big question, isn't it? You know. But uh, Gerard, that was a case. Like he had the personality to take on the job that he'd done yeah, then. Yeah. He just needed he needed technical advisors coming yeah. with him. I think Michael Beale's got all the technical uh, know-how you can possibly ask for. He needs a personality to sort out the players and in, in front of the dressing room. I think. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, going to be an interesting few days. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it as always. In the meantime, I think he's planning to do some wee World Cup things. Are you enjoying the World Cup? I'm not watching it by the way. No, I'm not enjoying it. Mm. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody should uh, enjoy it. You know, I think it's it's a really it's it's a, just a horrific kind of ongoing murderous uh, human rights abuse. But I am a total football addict, and I'm sick of well, Formula One. You know, it was, was, it was, that it was, happening, well, it was happening in Abu Dhabi and Sunday. Aye, aye, it was Pep Guardiola. You know, this is great. You know, it was like as many folk built and died building that blooming place. It's an absolute disgrace. Um, what's happened there? It should never. It's never happened. But uh, I can't help myself. Mate. I feel. I feel dirty and it feels wrong. But I can't help watching games every now and then. And uh, listen, guys, if you want, if you want a bit of World Cup chat, you know, let us know in the comments section. Um, I've got. Was it Sleaford Mod saying uh, tied up and not snow? I've got an armful of decent tunes, you know. <laughs> I could tell you a lot. I could tell a lot of World Cup anecdotes and what have you. But um, I don't even know if any of the boys that, that, that work on the site want to do it, you know. But give us a shout if you do. But uh, obviously we understand it's uh, pretty ropey, um, not just politically, but just in terms of common decency. Yeah, it's, it's just never felt right with me. And you know, the worst thing about it is the, it the winter fact. I just kind of get into a World Cup in winter. But anyway, ah, yeah, it's weird as well. Uh, it's, 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 weird as well. It's, just, it's not right. It's not right. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the update right. on the geo situation. Hopefully, next time we talk to you, we'll have a new manager. A new manager, yeah. Uh, so doing a show on Sunday, we're interviewing the academic that has produced that book about you know Rangers financial implosion. I think he's a Falkirk fan, so I don't struggle to get on. You know, <laughs> Asking for trouble. I'm Should glad I'm avoiding that one. <laughs> uh, so there's a show on Sunday night at, at half time. As I said, there's there's talk with the guys about doing some stuff for the World Cup. So just keep your eye on the. Uh, on the on the, the YouTube channel and on the Twitch streams and all that kind of stuff and see what's coming out. Uh, and until the next time, guys, bye for now. Cheers.